My name is Josh Snyder. You're watching Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with Buku, electronic music producer, DJ, hailing from Pittsburgh. Brandon Hooven, uh, production manager, tour manager, venue manager from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Killer. And uh, tell me a little, like, brief, you know, if someone's never heard of you, uh, catch me up to speed in, like, two minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, basically, I, like, specialize, if you will, in producing electronic dance music. Okay. And so, a lot of that work is based in the studio. Yep. Um, so, basically, working in the studio, working on music, creating music, and then um, applying that music to a live setting by the medium of uh, DJing. Cool. So I'd tour around, um, do like the festival circuits and clubs and venues, um, and DJ the music that I work on in the studio. Sweet. And whatnot. Cool. Uh, mine's, mine's a little multifaceted. I, I have a, wear a lot of different hats around here. Uh, my, my main gig is here at the Rex Theater. Um, um, uh, box office manager, production manager, one of the one of the venue managers here. Um, and for Gray Area Productions, our in-house talent buyer, um, I run the marketing, promotions, ticketing, things like that. Um, so, you know, that's that's my home gig. And when I'm not home, I'm on the road with this guy um, as a tour manager. Um, you know, consult with a little bit of everything there, whether it be advancing shows, actively at the shows and festivals, um, you know, some marketing stuff, some things like that. Just kind of a, you know, part of the team with it all. So, yeah, that's what we do. Awesome. How, uh, how it keeps a leash on me. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you meet each other? <coughs> oh, man. Probably here, honestly, yeah, right? I, I think I think I know which one. Uh, um, <laughs> so, I, I like the, you know, we, we were both kind of in the electronic music scene. Um, cool. I, I, can, I I was working as a as just a street team promoter for a company back, I guess it would have been probably 2011, 2012. Cool. Um, and... Rob was actually opening a show here as a local opener for a company, uh, for a show that I, the company I used to be a part of. Um, so he was like the first opener at doors. Yeah. Not really, you know, nobody in the room yet type deal. And yeah, compared to the music he, he makes and plays now, it was totally different. <laughs> um, and I think I was the only person standing in the room and I like walked up and we started, you know, we hit it off and started talking. And cool. um, over the years, our friend group has kind of, become a, a pretty solid entity of, of between him and I and a couple other people uh, around the city that all are involved in music or uh, nightlife culture or things like that and we've just developed the relationship and about uh, two years ago now uh, started working you know as full-time as possible with our schedules and financially making it work um, as cool. a tour manager for him awesome yeah and uh, how long have you been making music making music yeah. um, well, I started drumming when I was eight years old. Okay. So I've been a musician for the large majority of my life at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and so I went through, like, the school programs with music, you know, doing the band programs and whatnot. Yep. And actually, I went to Duquesne right across the river. Yeah, yeah. And I have a degree in music technology. Cool. And so I've been doing it for a while. But actually, like, making computer music, Yeah. I probably started that. Um, at some point in high school, probably like my freshman or sophomore year, I was making like computer music, doing yeah. like weird like down tempo and like trip hoppy stuff. It was probably terrible <laughs> <laughs> now that I look back on it. But um, yeah, I started doing it then. And um, then in college, 
uh, going through the music program, starting to kind of like hone in my chops a little bit more, right? And really starting to fall in love with like like dance music as it's known now, yeah. Um, and kind of just trying to replicate stuff that I was listening to, and I mean that's just that's kind of like the whole process of it is just trying right. to replicate stuff that that you take inspiration from, and so I started doing that a lot in college, cool. and it's just kind of manifested into this thing I do now. What would you say your most inf inspiration comes from? The most inspiration? I mean, yeah. there's I mean, there's a few different areas you could draw inspiration from, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you can draw inspiration from, like, artists and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think my main um, source of inspiration is um, kind of the, like, the two-way street of, uh, studio and live setting. Right. That's what the, it like drives me the most is cool. working on stuff like seeing uh, such a positive reaction from something that you've like spent all this time on. It's like it's your yeah. child, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then you present it to uh, a crowd in a live setting, and like it like cracks off, and people love it. Yeah. That's like a, a large source of inspiration for me. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. What about as far as musicians? Musicians. Yeah. I mean. I'm kind of all over the place, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But as far as like electronic stuff is concerned, um, Boards of Canada was. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's like the one for me. Okay. That's like really what got me started with like really loving electronic music is Boards of Canada, like all huh. day. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And how long have you been touring for? Uh, touring like full time, like as a full time thing. Yeah. I've probably been doing that. Like five years now, I guess. Yeah. I got fired from a restaurant job and then yeah. kind of just like decided That's to. That, that was right? it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. Like, I, this is stupid. Because <laughs> I was like starting I love to get. That. I was starting to get busy too. So I was like, right. you know what? Like, forget this. What was it? Were you scared like of doing it on your own and like being able to pay bills and stuff? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's always a concern. Of course. But like, you know, I, I, f I felt there was always, like, something that I was working towards. Right. So it's, like, there's always, you know, it's always going to get better and better. So it's, like, you know, yeah, there was, like, touch and go, you know, like, sure. maxing credit cards on, right. like, travel expenses and stuff. Like, that happens. But um, I was always kind of, like, working, trying to work forward to – because I knew at some point that wasn't going to really be an issue. Mm. And now it's, like, kind of, like, stopping being an issue because, right. you know, you put the time into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So, uh, for you, you you left Pittsburgh for a little while. Yeah, I left Pittsburgh for, for a year. Uh, okay. 2000, 2015 to 2016, cool. um, I left for a year to work for a big electronic music company uh, doing marketing and, and yep. you know, a little bit of production managing and stuff like that. Um, but when I left that, left that place, um, you yeah. know, I came back to Pittsburgh because of where we're sitting because right. of the rex theater yeah um and gray productions and, and ben and everybody so cool. yeah um what what would you say like big experience you learned being out there and doing because they were more festival festival based um that we, we we had a, a large festival that we yeah. that we managed um and ran and booked and all of that um but it was mostly it was a lot more traveling that was the big thing it was gotcha. the first exposure to that where the company i was working for before was all over the east coast 
um, and including okay. Pittsburgh. They also did shows in Pittsburgh. So um, the traveling between the gigs, it was, you know, office time and going in and running gigs and doing that and, gotcha. you know, being able to show face and, and being able to, you know, do multiple nights in a row between four or five different cities in a row. Uh, that was a big thing, and the people that I like traveled around with when I did that yeah. taught me a lot on like you know how to keep yourself healthy on the road, how to keep you know yeah. your, yourself sharp on the road, how yeah. to balance your workload while you're you know you're traveling. Obviously, you know it's hard to do work while you're sitting in a car while you're the one driving the car. Correct. Um, so you know being <laughs> able to manage time and doing that, um, it also just taught me a lot more about what the time commitment is in the music industry. Um, mm. People that think it's you know it's a nine to five office job. Um, you know, when you're working in the business side of it are, are, are crazy. Um, yeah. It's a 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for especially for on the production end, on the, the back end of it all as a right. promoter, as a tour manager, as a venue operator. Yeah. Um, it's 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 nonstop. There could be an issue at any part of the day. Treat, um, Treating it like an office job, I think, is. Yeah. Although that that is, I think that's also a really important thing where yeah. it's like th it's not just gonna fall like in your lap. Like right. you have to put in those hours. Like right. like I know probably for the large majority of people who are like doing it. Yeah. Like they get up in the morning and they just like start. Like it's not like I think it's a myth of like having these like 4 a.m. studio sessions. Even though that does happen. Right. Right. It's like no, like we we work at it. Like correct. It's, like it's a you know, yeah. like an office job more or less. Yeah, and and you know the, it, it's all over the place because we're dealing with people not just in our city. Obviously, dealing with patrons from the city, the artists that's presently here. Whether 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 it's us on the road dealing with each other, yeah. but we're always dealing with people on every coast and sometimes internationally. So dealing with people in different time time zones, dealing with people on different schedules than yeah. yourself. Um, you know, it, it's all about creating a structure in your life to be able to efficiently reach the goals that you have whether it be selling out a show or you know building your brand as an artist or you know getting those plays on spotify and soundcloud or you know getting that next booking and that that big booking like trying to get that big festival um you know without structure it, it's it's pretty impossible to really make it right. um it, you know there, there's obviously flukes and there's obviously overnight sensations and youtube stars of and course stuff like that but those are so short-lived in order to have a sustainable efficient and profitable um, at the end of the day, a financially stable career yeah. in it, you know, you need that structure at the end of the day. Um, and that was the biggest thing I was taught was, was, you know, we can have fun and, you know, like, you know, people in music still party and still do that. And we still like to go out because we're, most of us are music fans. Yeah. We love music. We want to be right. out and we want to experience music. And it's great to go to a show when you're not working it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it it's so yeah. relieving to be able to go out and it's like oh, yes. just to sit back and just relax and take it all in for right. once. Um, right. And, you know, those are your off days when you're, you know, trying to go see that one band and you happen to have a night off. And you're like, right. well, I'm going back into music again. Yeah. Um, yeah. That happens a lot for between the two of us. But, yeah, no, overall. Love it. Yep. So uh, for you, you were about to touch on, I feel like, uh, like discipline. And yeah, yeah, yeah. so you just you just finished recording, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just I just wrapped up a remix I was doing for some Canadian friends of mine. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That was gonna be another question. I'll pause. Pause my first question. Okay. Um, do you do you work on other artists' music? Do you like wh what else do you do I mean, other than your own stuff? It's pretty much entirely my stuff yeah. at this point. Okay. Um, I do have like, um, I do have like a little side project that I'm working on at this uh, at the same time. But I mean, it's the whole Buku project. Yeah. Um, it takes up enough time. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, I, I'm not like I'm not like 
dying to take on projects like okay. it takes up a lot of time just to do the one thing and yeah. you know and now that i'm finding success you know thank yeah. god um but you know it's it's uh it's time consuming for sure right 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 so when i when I, like growing up high school um age kids like where i i was from orange county california and like it seemed like everyone wanted to say like oh i'm I'm going to start a clothing brand. I'm going to start a record label. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start a band. And like nine times out of 10, everyone's talking about it. And so like, Oh yeah. yeah. What, what I want to touch on is like the discipline you were saying, you know, wake up at 9am and do the thing. Like, what does that take? And what does that look like for people that might be sitting at home and thinking about it? Like just, you just have to wake up and do it. Like, like you just have to. Yeah. Like I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really difficult to like, yeah bring all of those because it's so like it's so out there and like yeah yeah it's you know the as far as the creativity stuff is concerned it's like right. it's such a different beast that it's hard to really like harness it and like explain it but it's like mm. um you kind of have to learn how to not necessarily force creativity but you you learn how to conjure it when you need it it's it's a really like weird balance of mm. like recognizing when it's like okay I gotta get this project done and you're like putting down you know you're recording parts to the tune or like writing whatever and mm. it's it's an it, you have to make the distinction where it's just like this is not inspired yeah um but you know it's yeah some people some people wait for the inspiration to come right. to them but. I find if you if you start just attacking a project, yeah, you know it'll it'll start kind of like feeding back on itself, and mm -hmm. you'll like you can inspire yourself just by working, right? You know, absolutely. Um, so it's kind of like a way of forcing that creativity yeah. is just to start doing it because it's not just going to happen. You're not just right. going to wake up and go, oh my god, right. I have a hit. And you you're know? not going to, like, sit there watching TV for four hours and be like, oh, I have this great song in my head. Exactly, like, yeah. You have to, yeah. And yeah. it's like, turn off the TV <laughs> and, like, make some really bad music so you can right. make really good music. Amazing. Basically. Amazing. That was, that was some <laughs> wisdom right there. I love, <laughs> it. I love it. It happens. But, I mean, everybody, everybody that makes music makes really bad music. You just never hear it. Yeah. You know? Right. Cause it, or we just work on it enough that it starts to sound good, you know? That's, mm -hmm. that's yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what's coming up in the future? Uh, future, um, right now, um, I don't know when this is going to be aired, but <laughs> winter few weeks. is coming yeah. in. Um, and I actually have a really mellow touring schedule cool. um, this winter because I'm going to be doing something really awesome in the spring. Sweet. Um, but I'm just I'm I'm just sitting at home, sitting in my studio. Just I'm pretty much just going to prepare my entire year of music this cool. winter. So just like I'm going to try to put out as much as I possibly can through 2019 Sweet. and now is the time that I'm working on it yeah um, how about for you um, we we have a you know extremely busy schedule here at home um, with with him taking some time off the road to be in the studio and work on stuff it allows yeah. me to be at home and focus on the projects here even yeah. more um, yeah. we, we were gone pretty much the entire summer I think we were home like 20 total days from like yeah, the I end remember. of the end yeah. of April until beginning of you know middle of September we were home like 20 total days like actually yeah. being able to be at home not including getting in from a travel day or, or flying out in the morning um, so it's nice to be home and, and get the structure here um, you know we have a, a very extensive schedule here at the Rex um, we're on a pretty big streak of shows here we maybe have a day off a week 
Yeah. Um, so between physically working here, um, building projects, working on some new marketing contracts and things like that for next year yeah. um, with other companies in the city, the music, the music scene in Pittsburgh is ridiculously dynamic at this point um it's pretty much every other week it seems like there's a you know either a big splash or something being removed and it's just kind of you know trying to figure out where where its place is in the touring world right um so we're there for the ride and Mm -hmm. you know as as gray area we're 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 growing and getting better and better and you know getting you know branching out into to more genres of music um For myself, you know, I, I think I, I'm I kind of got the itch to get back into a little more electronic music in terms of booking it. Cool. Um, so I, I've got a you know a bunch of nice shows already that lined up and a a lot of really nice ones. Um, closing out the year with a big hometown New Year's Eve show. Um, you know, he sold out last year here at the venue. Nice. Um, so now we're transitioning it onto you know onto the big holiday day and. You know, it's it's we got a bunch of friends coming in from the region and even from the northeast coming in to to, to not only play the show but to see it. So right. it'll be a nice little like you know uh, cherry on top of, of of a pretty fantastic 2018 in terms of career wise for myself as us right. together as yeah. him himself. Um, you know, a little bit of everything. So it's just you know it's it's a grind mode right now, right. which is which is nice to lead into potentially even bigger things next year. Cool. Um, for things at home here, things on the road, things all over the place. Yeah. So it's almost uh, like end of Octoberish, um, and right now I'm counting like there's 14 months until 2020. Yes. And oh so. Oh my God. <laughs> like I, two, 2019 isn't even yeah. like in my view. Like I'm, I'm working at 2020 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, like what am I doing? To, once I get there, how can I, like, how can I work every day so that what happens in 2020 is affected by today? Yes. And um, that's like that's been my mode for the last like couple months, trying to put things in place where, you know, it's it's gonna improve. And I mean, I've. I'm trying to improve every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, trust the process, but also trust the process. (laughs) Improve the process at the same time. Right. It's. uh, I. I think I work on pretty much about a six month ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the week of and six months ahead. That's kind of what I'm like the general schedule because you know we're booking stuff so far in advance. Yeah. Um, and locking it in. Like we might not announce it until six eight weeks before, but that show's been locked in for months. Um. So it's, you know, thinking ahead, building that schedule, you know, trying to place everything in its perfect place to have the most successful year you possibly can. Yeah. You know, in our world, it's it's putting things on a calendar and and kind of, you know, finding a flow through the year where you're not bunched up too much at one point where you're basically competing against yourself and, Mm -hmm. you know, going through that process all over the place, you know, uh, you know, figuring out budgets. That's that's a huge thing that I do across the board is budgeting out, um, you know, what we're doing per show, what we're doing per year things like that in terms of marketing and trying to get the music out there to people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's 2020 is, is I, I think going to be a, a pretty big pinnacle year for everyone, whether it be the political climate or whether it be the music world right. is right. every year, you know, we've been doing the festival scenes and that for, for years and just watching just the scale of it grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially a lot of ones that started off as independents now, you know, might be owned by AG or live nation or something, but they still try to keep that vibe with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just watching the, the, the exponential growth and it's only getting bigger and bigger. So Amazing. yeah. Amazing. So tell me, um, and you can both answer this, but like, what do you feel makes you different and why, why have you, um, kind of succeeded in your craft? Oh man. Um, I think something that I've tried to 
portray and like put out into the world is um some kind of vibe of authenticity yeah where there's there's so much music that's around right now and like um it's it can seem really especially with like the climate of um you know social media and like how people are selling their records right. and like right. selling their records to their fans it can seem like a lot of pandering it yeah. can seem really really like spamming and pandering yeah, yeah and i just like it i just cannot stand it I so think yeah. Same goes for for business. Like on the business side, like you want to make that's that's. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that's like, yeah. That's I'm every industry. Like, like let's make sure this isn't because if you just if it's too much, it's just too much. It like right. hurts my soul right, to right. do that. Like I can't. Like just I see do people that. being cheesy, and I'm like, dude, don't don't do that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <just laughs> or like get like I know like people getting on <laughs> Instagram stories and Instagram live and just talking about themselves. It's like yeah. oh come on. Right, like right. I can't do that. Please. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's really shaped the way and mm. of like how a lot of this music is consumed. So I'm cool. trying to, and I think I've done a pretty good job at it thus yeah. far. Um, but like I find that like fans of mine yeah. that come to the show and that I interact with, it's it's just a very good vibe, and everybody's kind of like on the same level, and they're all awesome. there for the same reason. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know that, that kind of okay to pause you real quick mm -hmm. so if anyone watching doesn't know i have a print shop it's called flower city printmakers in pittsburgh we do printing for all over the country and um my mode so we're four and a half years old and it's basically been like i don't i don't spend much on advertising the only advertising i do is stuff that i print mm -hmm. myself so it's been do good work and people take notice which is just be genuine. Same thing. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, so, yeah. like, do good work and let let it ride. And I haven't had to advertise in three years. Wow, <laughs> that's like, good. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. keep up. Like, I can clear a hundred messages out of my inbox, and I come in the next day, and I'm busy. That's great. Like, it's, that's wonderful. It's insane. Yeah. So just do good work. Be genuine. Love what you do. People see it. People take notice. And just keep it'll going. work out. If yeah. You, yeah. If you do that, I I find that yeah people will take notice. I love it. I yeah. love that that's what you started with, though. For sure. So good. Yeah. Go for it. Um, you know, I going right off what you said, you know, we've yeah. worked together now for, for two years since yep. I've been back over two years, and it's the same way, you know. The old adage, like, real recognizes real. But, right. like, you know, true. but it's but it's <laughs> entirely true. You know, being, right. like, my, my entire thing of working in music is there are so many facades that people put on themselves, whether mm -hmm. it be the artist, whether it be managers, agents, you know, ego, it, like, the industry mm -hmm. is so ego-driven. Um, and I've tried to keep just myself, um, you know, be as genuine as to who I am as a person. Um, you know, the same way my work, my work should reflect who I am as a person. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, obviously it's I, I don't always put a face to it because right. I am a behind the scenes person and I do like that. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I've learned over the years that it doesn't matter whether or not you can hide behind a veil of a business or, or a mm -hmm. brand or something. Mm -hmm. It's still all about who you are as an individual and Absolutely. how you ha like how you interact with that person the first time, the third time, the tenth time. Absolutely. Yeah. Like what, like how you treat somebody over email and like with us here, you know, this it's the gray area model and why we get along so well, I think, where it's, yeah. you know, we are independent. We are here to to work our as hard as possible mm -hmm. to achieve a, a cumulative goal of everyone involved. Mm -hmm. We're so much of a family here, whether it be the staff at the Rex or the gray area, just yeah. the same, you know, essentially the same staff at the end of the day. But you know, we want to be genuine. We want to be, you know, every single person that walks through this door, mm 
We want them to have a great experience. Um, we want them to feel like they're at home and that they can reach out to us and do that. Uh, right. The same way we haven't had to necessarily advertise the building of the Rex or gray area. You know, we'll, we'll give every band that comes through, we'll give them t-shirts, we'll give free t-shirts, them hats mm -hmm. and things like that with the branding on it. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, like a personal gift where it's like, you know, right. I don't, I don't need you to go on and give me a shout out on Instagram <laughs> or something like that. Right. It's, you know, wear the shirt a little bit. It's super comfy. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I and it's, yeah, it's like a grassroots grassroots association to pittsburgh too which i, I found absolutely and, and it's crazy we, we you know going all over the country and mm. walking through the airport and seeing someone wear a gray air shirt and they're like this is my airplane shirt like this is like the best shirt possible <laughs> to wear on a plane and it's people from all different genres and in every like you know whether it be production people or musicians and stuff and you know it's yeah. the same way as we we've developed a personable relatable brand mm. and you know those guys started it and I, you know i've come in after two years and you know uh when I lived in Pittsburgh beforehand was, you know, always tried to do as much work as possible for and with gray area just because of who the brand is and who the people are. Yeah. Um, and that has been, you know, been years ago when I was trying in my figuring out what to do phases and I yeah. wasn't even super close with them at that point. And he just reached out to me and just gave me a bunch of advice that changed everything for me, um, changed my entire mentality and how I, how I go into music and how I go into this. And, um, what's the most notable thing? Um, you know, the, I think, I think the outward perception being a, like, you're always a face anymore with this, with the social media mm. world and how dominated this is, you know, every little thing that you say can come back at you. Um, and being able to, you know, to, to, to be able to be a positive person, mm -hmm. um, not dwelling on negatives, you know, people that are complaining on social media all the time, things like that. Yeah. There are things you could post Please. that are funny and you can right. do stuff to trick algorithms and that stuff. But, um, uh, but most of the time it's, you know, being a positive person and a positive person in your community, as small as it is as a music scene to as wide as Pittsburgh or just the general music scene in, uh, you know, of the yep. United States and the world. Yep. Um, and that, that, that changed everything for me. And I, you know. Decided to work full time in music at that point and not just, you know, have it as a, oh, maybe it'll work out someday. It's no, I'm going to drop everything and do this. Um, and, you know, I, that's only, that's the reason why I moved back to Pittsburgh was because I got offered a job and, you know, they called me up. And they're like, hey, we have an opening. We'd love for you to move back. And I was like, wow, this is it's come full circle. It's where yeah. I did my first couple shows and cool. where, you know, I, I see myself for the long term. So, Amazing. yeah. Amazing. Um, so. I do this sometimes where I'm like, this is this is going, and then I'm like, man, where do I go from here? <laughs> so in life and and in, in interviews. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'll leave you with uh, with one question: is just like, what's uh, what's the big thing that you think is going to change in the future? Oh boy, <laughs> he handed that over real quick. Um, <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> um, one thing, I mean, obviously like, we it's, don't. It's, 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 so in, in business and in, in music, whatever, adapt or die, right? So like yeah, you yeah, have yeah. To, you're always trying to see what's you play with different things. You're like, oh, like like you come out with an album that might have 12 songs in it, mm -hmm. and then one song does a lot better than you thought, and you're like, well, I was just playing with that. It's like yeah, yeah, you know, I yeah. guess I guess Man, that's I'll how go that song goes, though. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, some people are afraid to 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 make that shift or go towards things that um, if if it's gonna be a little bit off of what they made thought the, the direction they thought they were going yeah right right, um, right. like for example there's a, my buddy has a clothing line and there was this one piece that sold like crazy but he didn't like it so he's like mm -hmm. he's like i'm probably gonna stop doing those t-shirts and i'm like 
Like why? No, Run like, towards it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing that's whatever selling. that was. Build your brand yeah. around that thing. Yeah, yeah. And so like uh, just ad- adapt. So like I don't know. Um, Do you have anything on that? Yeah, I mean, almost to like expound, not expound, but like to yeah. draw from like what we were saying earlier and yeah. like the pandering and all that stuff. Right. I feel like it's it's gotten so crazy yeah. with that stuff that it's almost like critical mass. Right. Um. And I I feel like it's only a matter of time until people really like start to get get hip or like savvy to like what these people are doing. Mm. And it's going to be like there's going to be a realization, I think, at some point where it's just like I'm being treated like like, you know, binary zeros and ones. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not like an appreciated um, consumer of whatever that person is doing. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And like. They'll, they'll like it'll kind of circle back around to the people who are treating their their consumers or their fans like like real people of real like and of like real value right I think that's I would like to see that at least and Absolutely. I think I think it could come around to yeah, that. yeah. amazing so I, I think the biggest thing and, and I think yeah. about it a lot is yeah. that um, you know it kind of it's kind of on the same the same realm that you're thinking where you know we, we treat we treat fans and we treat patrons a lot of times when you're just dealing with marketing or just trying to get plays and you're trying to get that out there you yeah. know people become a faceless a faceless behind a computer thing right. but at the same time with the growth of you know how crazy social media is anymore and how like outreach it is our generation in terms of like the 20s and 30s right now when we're 50, 60 years old, I don't think there's going to be as much as a generational gap as there was for us to our parents. Where yeah. us growing up yeah, with yeah. technology, you know, we have so much access to information. Unless there is something catastrophic, we are yeah. going to keep that link to information. So it's being mm-hmm. able to figure out what is going to be next, whether it be a, a social media platform or a, just a network platform essentially Mm. at the end of the day in which you're going to be able to keep that connectivity keep the information without it becoming such a faceless like almost like the movie idiocracy where just everything's an advertisement and gatorade is what is you know what's what what plants crave like you know it's it's not just going to become these crazy (laughs) brands dominating everything and you know we've seen it obviously with you know even today with with the the merger of cvs and etna it's just like whoa these are massive conglomerations that you would you you know really shouldn't be merging but it's gonna you know everything's becoming more centralized Um, but when when we're when we're you know when we're in our 60s or we're reaching our you know if there's ever a retirement age or anything like that it's like we're gonna have the same access to information if not more than our parents and our grandparents who have reached that point so we're going to be a consumer as much if not more of things that we have grown up with and stayed with and even new things mm. um where now we think of you know older individuals as being a little more stuck in their ways sometimes yeah. there's not as many hip uh, people in terms of especially our music electronic music yeah we're, we're listening to electronic music now and and i still think it's the music of the future at the end of the day because of te- like technology increasing whether it be live electronic music or you know studio into djing and things like that right you know we're still going to be listening to this when we're 50 60 years old right and you know the younger generation is still going to do that it, you right. know it's just how are we going to be able to adapt when everyone starts becoming on the same level cool. of consumer and you know that it's it keeps me up at night yeah. <laughs> like, like it, no, no. it absolutely keeps me up at night to think about where it's like yeah what are we going to do in 20 what years the <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a, a, the pool of the the 
of people who are the pool is just going to be bigger. Yeah, and because right? the range is going to get wider. Like our, our shows, our shows used to be seventeen or you know sixteen, seventeen year olds mm-hmm. to twenty four, twenty five, and yeah. occasionally you get the the older uh, you know right. I've seen the older raver or like the older right. showgoer. Now that crowd has grown up, but the younger generation is only getting like bigger at this point. But the Correct. older people are still coming out to the shows, and there are new. You know, there's there's even more new patrons coming out that are in their 30s right. that never in their 20s went to shows. Amazing. But all of a sudden they're like, wow, the, the access to this and I can listen to it and I can actually take the time without having to go buy a CD or yeah. wait for wait four hours for a song to download off, right. off something that might give my computer a virus. Um, <laughs> you know, it, we're getting there. Oh, they are older than us, but. Uh, yeah. But it's just you know being able to, to to facilitate this massive entity of consumers yeah. that are all going to basically level out at some point. You know, obviously there's going to be people at every end that um, you know every end of the spectrum that like certain things. But you know, it's only getting bigger because everyone it just keeps consuming information and and you know with us with music it just yeah. keeps happening. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.